0: This is the Epilog audio experience. God created poet. Poet created poetry. And the universe echoed with the sound of poetry. Emotions, expressions, identification. Different voices, different regions, different concerns. I am Bhavna Sumaya and you are listening to Kavya The Sound of Poetry. Serena De Silva Menes is a marketing and communication professional who is an avid blogger and has been a columnist for International e-Magazine. Her poems have been published in an anthology brought out by the US Council at Mumbai and recently she launched her debut book titled Entwined. Presenting Serena who takes us on a nostalgic journey of her early influences, her early observations, and her early writings. Tell us, so when did you really start writing poetry?
1: Uh, to tell you the truth, it was in September 2017. Uh-huh. And how did it happen? So, you know Bhavna, I, I always loved writing, and I'm, I was always considered to be a dreamer whether I was when I was in school, when I was in college, even in my workplace, it requires a lot of creative thinking. So you'll always find me sitting at my desk, um, you know, rolling up my eyes and uh, somewhere lost in uh, fairyland. And I don't, I knew I I could write, but I never myself knew I could write poetry. So uh, to. So two things inspired me. One was, of course, my childhood um, spent so carelessly and freely. And second was when we were in England, where we lived there for eight years. And we lived not in London, but in the countryside of England amongst nature. And I would just make these sentences up in my head and these phrases and words in my head. And somewhere in 2017, um, I met an old friend, my school friend, and we just got talking and we got connected after a very, very long time. And uh, I just started penning down uh lines phrases paragraphs and sharing it with a friend of mine and i was encouraged and said why don't you consider writing more and that and you know as a poet and you are you are a writer yourself when somebody encourages you and appreciates you you feel you feel pushed to do more and that was the catalyst or the start of writing poetry for me so there you go
0: <laughs> yes and uh So before we go ahead, uh, why don't you just recite for us your uh, first poem, which is uh, the title of the book, Entwined. Okay. The waiting in my heart
1: makes me believe I should receive you now and sing my thoughts to sleep. Even fall has arrived, turning greens to burning shades, a glimpse of the twilight and the coming golden years. Will you come riding into my heart once again to ignite those feelings that have kept us apart already today down the paths. I know for sure that oceans will depart, the falling leaves will make way for a Nanya winter maybe and spring once again. And deep down we know, oh yes we do, that there is a life we are receiving entwined together into our hearts.
0: So in this poem, uh, Sarina, I see uh, a lot of romance and a lot of yearning and a lot of longing. So what was yes. going on in your head? Who were you thinking of? Who are you uh, dedicating this poem to? Or are you, is it a secret you don't want to tell?
1: <laughs> well, no, no secret as such. But I just feel, uh, if you see the poem, it has um, all the seasons. It talks about fall and autumn. Yeah, it talks about winter. It talks about summer. And, you know, when I was in England, I got an opportunity to uh, experience all the four seasons, which we don't uh, get a chance to in in India. And there would be this great... Um, not only me of course everybody in england and if you live in a cold country you look forward to seasons you know mm-hmm. you look forward to winter, you look forward to winter and then when winter arrives uh, you look forward to spring because then the then you see the flowers and when the flowers mm-hmm. arrive then you look forward to the warm summers so you know I just, I just uh, converted the whole longing for a, for a change of season into a poem uh, which involves love and the desire and the waiting in someone's heart for the next thing to happen in their life, if that makes sense.
0: There is a lot of... there is No, no, I love it. I love the structuring of it because it shows a working mind. It shows what's going on in your mind. And I think that brings me to your next poem. Yes. It is called mind. Mind? Yes. It's the break
1: of dawn. I hear the birds chirping. I feel my heart turn to a new day as my mind travels. It must be time to unwind there as he gazes into my eyes. Is he tired? Is he wondering? Is he playing those tunes or beats? Or is his mind wandering while I sleep? Soon my day will draw to dusk. And his begin to dawn I'd like to make things feel anew So that he doesn't feel forlorn Like a spring in his step Or the excitement in his voice Maybe his boyish smile And even the shiny rays Be it the laughter I know Or the gentle persistence There's a time for everyone, they say If they only learn That the twisting kaleidoscope Moves us all in turn When like meets like, mind meets mind, no one can stop destiny. After all these years, not even Lion Simba's return.
0: Karina, in this poem, Mind, it also reflects not just what's going on in your mind, but also what you absorb from your experiences. It's very reflective. It's meditative in a way. Uh, What was your childhood like? What are the influences on you?
1: So uh, my dad played a very big influence in my life where writing was concerned and where uh, imagination was concerned and writing well was concerned. So, uh, my dad, he, he used to work, work overseas and uh, he always felt that he was not around in our growing up years because, of course, for economic activity, he had to uh, move overseas. But he, uh, made, he made us promise him one thing that we would write a letter to him every week. Every Sunday, we would write a letter and tell him all about our week and about how our school life went and about playtime, about family. And we would go to the, if you remember, we would write on an aer- on an aerogram. And I used to go to the post office and post this to him every every week. And soon it became two-page letters and three-page letters. My dad would actually go through our letters, correct the grammar, correct the language, correct the flow. And he would actually post the letters back to us along with his reply. Wow. Yeah. So he played a very big role in, um, in developing my love for writing. And over the years, it became a muse. My dad writing to my dad and my dad writing to me actually became a muse between ourselves. And we used to enjoy it. We used to really love it. So if you see here... I'm talking about somebody who's far away and who is, you know, when I am waking up, he's sleeping. When he's sleeping, I'm waking up. And there's an excitement about, you know, the next thing, when we will meet, when we will connect, when we will all, uh, you know, uh, uh, communicate with with each other. So um, that has been a real inspiration to write this one. Besides, if you remember, I said um, a friend of mine from childhood, we connected. And uh, this friend of mine is also overseas and away and would encourage me to write. And, um, you know, it just reminded me of my dad when he was overseas and I was here and how we would connect over writing and words and phrases and paragraphs.
0: Mm, Wonderful. So I sense a lot of nostalgia in your writing. Yes. Uh, A lot of joy. It's all happy memories, you know. Yes. And... uh, That's also, I think, reflected in your third poem, which is uh, Nothing Much. Oh, yes, of course. Before you uh, recite Nothing Much, uh, tell us what made you write it.
1: Yes. So this poem is dedicated to another school friend. So two two friends of mine from my childhood have played an influence on this book. So this other friend of mine, we know each other for 40 years. We used to sit on the same school bench. And when she saw my poems and she she read a few of them, she is the one who encouraged me to publish them. So there was one friend who encouraged me to write and there was this friend of mine who encouraged me to publish. So on her birthday, uh, during the lockdown, I wrote this poem for her. And this is exactly how we were as 9-year-olds and 10-year-olds. So um, And in between, we lost touch and we would also write to each other through the postal uh, letters in those days because there was no telephone in those days. Mm-hmm. So um, so life happened to us and then we kind of got married and went different ways and we really wanted to know what was happening in each other's lives but there was no way to connect. And mm-hmm. then um, it just happened, you know, when you just when something has to happen, it just has to happen and it brought us together. So this poem is dedicated to her. Nothing much, those youthful years, oh how I long for them, when we would giggle and talks for hours on end, and still not much has changed, forever. Those postal letters and finally the telecom came, even then the summer holidays were long and drove us insane. Then life happened and took us to different ends, we would wonder how it must be and if our dreams had made its way. The chasm grew wider, be in our hearts we longed, to hear each other and peek into the lives we had built over. Oh, how wonderful it felt that life brought us together. And even after all those years, nothing much had changed forever.
0: Uh, Sarina, I also sense in your writing, uh, there is a recurrent motive of nature. You know, you you seem to be drawn to nature. You're observing the trees and the plants and the flowers. And that's particularly evident in uh, your poem called Cherish. Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, you are so right about that, um, Bhavna. So, uh, you know, we would spend a lot of our holidays and every holiday actually as a child. And then, of course, we went over to live in, in England. So our childhood was spent a lot. Uh, in goa okay you know amongst the hills among the beaches among the paddy fields amongst uh, there was no there was no commuting uh in those days in any um i mean we didn't have a car so we used to walk a lot we used to walk through the fields and through the rivers to reach the main road and i think this played a very big influence on my life and on my desire and love of nature and uh, this is what i have captured in this poem where i'm talking i love the hills i love the beaches i love the mountains and the snow you ask me to go on a holiday and it is to a place where invites where where nature invites you it's never to a big city bang it's never to the city lights so it's always in um, in the throes of nature and uh, my desire this book is written to give people a love for nature and a hope and a love for a new life. There is so much to cherish in nature's bounty gifts, the beautiful valleys, those furious waves of the sea, abundant green orchards and beautiful flowers that bloom, the chirping birds and wildlife. These are all the things we love. Oh, my friend, when will we? The hills they beckon us, the sunny beaches implore the snow capped mountains and never ending streams that flow we will be there soon enough to soak into them once more our
0: love for nature's bountiful will take us there i'm sure so there are people uh, who love nature and who love the sea and there are people who love nature who love the hills you definitely Great. are the hill type yes
1: <laughs> you're right those lofty hills those hills surround me as i stand in awe and behold they remind me of mindless peace as they tower over a valley of highs and lows i wonder if my mind can carry that peace that exists if i only stood still to gaze and my wandering thoughts capture within oh those beautiful hills the lush greens that shower their peace and the rugged terrain that life Throws at you, O oh hills, yet you silently remain with the peace that only my eyes seek. I do wish many more would seek, O oh, lofty hills, I really do, and invite that peaceful
0: embrace that would calm
1: our restless souls too.
0: So, what draws you to the hills? What are you thinking when you look at the hills? Because in lofty hills, yes. you speak a lot so, about strength and yes, robustness. Yes.
1: Yes. So, you know, Bhavna, a year ago, this is December 2019, I went to Munnar. Mm -hmm. And Munnar is surrounded by beautiful hills. And on those hills are grown tea estates. There are vast, vast, there are pillows and pillows and pillows of green, um, greenery that that encompasses tea estates. Mm -hmm. And we were living, or the hotel... Was surrounded by these hills. Anywhere you go, the hills were watching you. You were looking at them. You couldn't miss those hills. And mm. that's why, and that's when I wrote this poem. And it just, what captured and what came to my mind was the world is changing. So many things are changing. The world is moving. But those hills just stand there still, just looking at the whole world around them. And it's mm. just for us to stop and look at them back. You know, and that's what I did when I went to Munnar. I just sat there and I just watched those hills around me. And that's when I wrote this poem, Those Lofty Hills.
0: Mm. So to end it, uh, uh, Serena, there are so many like you who have uh, the talent for writing and who have been weaving poetry in their head, but never putting the pen to paper Yeah. And uh, what is the advice you give them? What is a step by step uh, journal that you would like to uh, present them so that they muster confidence to write about what's going on in their heart and mind?
1: Yes. So, Bhavna, as you hear me today speaking so confidently about my writing and about what I'm feeling in my heart, Uh uh, believe me, when I was first writing in 2017, the first, uh, at least the first year, I was, I was very shy and I was very doubtful and I was judging myself in my writing. And mm. this is a very natural phase. Now that I, I look back, it is a very natural phase that you wonder, are you good enough? Is your writing that good? Will people really read what you write? And most of all, um, writing poetry, you write from your emotions, from your experiences, mm. from your life. So you really are a little a little doubtful whether you want to share that with the world, which I was. Mm-hmm. So I was a closet poet for a very long time. Like I, mm-hmm. I describe myself as a closet poet. Mm-hmm. And um, it's only when people come your way and you, you know, the right people will come your way. You were one of them who came mm-hmm. my way and said, uh, go for it, Serena. You know, this is your first, yes. uh, first venture and first Mm -hmm. debut and there will always be a first time there will always be that nervousness or that you know that doubtfulness about yourself and Mm -hmm. one thing leads to the other as soon as you decide in your head yes i will go for it and god put so many people in my path that led to me publishing this book now Mm -hmm. how do you capture these thoughts of yours now um writing otherwise and writing poetry is very different uh writing otherwise means that you have to sit down and just uh, spend a few minutes and hours writing. But poetry comes to you when you are on the road, when you're traveling somewhere, when you are uh, having your cup of tea, when there is some kind of uh, an emotion that you're going through, so you don't mm. have a pen and paper at that time. it's all mm. those sentences or those words just come into your head. So what mm. I suggest and what I would advise people to do is we all have our phones at least. yeah mm. So quickly mm. quickly uh, write down those thoughts or those words on your phone or on a piece of paper and they, they would be just two sentences or they would mm. be just one paragraph. just write it down because mm. then because you capture that moment and capture those thoughts at that moment. And then when you have the time, then you can expand on it. And one paragraph becomes two and two becomes three and three becomes four, you know. nice. Nice. And you can't, and as a writer does, you can't write poetry every day. You can't write poetry continuously. You would write poetry, say one poetry in two weeks or even one poetry in a month. So, you have to collect them, collect them, collect them. And then one day when you, your heart feels like sharing it to, uh, with, the, uh, with others, then you can do that.
0: And how difficult was the process of finding a publisher and printing it and designing it? And what was the process like?
1: Process. Oh, the process was very enjoyable. So, uh, you know, I, I have a very demanding job. Uh, as in my career, my job. And that gave me an excuse to so to tell people who were encouraging me and pushing me to writing, no, no, I'm very busy. I have a very demanding job. I don't have the time to publish. I don't have the time to sit and write and compile all this together. I need a I need a clear mind when I'm doing that. And guess what happened? The lockdown <laughs> happened, as we all know. <laughs> and there was very little to do. There was very little to do. And this gave me a chance to sit down and now think of finding a publisher and also finding my thoughts and putting my thoughts together and putting all this together. So mm. um, uh, my journey, uh, I have been reciting poetry at two or three occasions in two or three events uh, before the lockdown. And mm. during that time, I met um, a couple of publishers. So I approached okay. them last mm. year somewhere in March, I approached them and I said, hey, listen, this is what I'd like to do. This is what I have. How, um, how should we go about it? So uh, the three different publishers uh, gave me three different formats. But the okay. one that I finally picked is a publisher called Impish Last Publishers. And this is, um, this is owned and founded by a, beau- a lovely lady called Meena Mishra. And, she, okay. and I, just, I just saw in her something that I see in myself. You know, this whole passion and desire for words and poetry and writing. She is also a woman who I connected with. Mm. And I also saw that she was not someone who is very commercial. There is a lot of passion in what she does. And mm. um, the for- format that she uh, shared with me was exactly what I needed. And mm. I chose her. Over the other publishers, so mm. and along, my only condition with the publisher was that it would be completely designed by my daughter, who is mm. a designer, mm. and she agreed to that. She agreed to that, and only the typesetting would be done by them. So, you, if mm. you see the cover, the back page, the illustrations in the book, it's all designed mm. by my my daughter Naomi, who is mm. a, a visual communicator and. And designer. But I must take this opportunity and um, uh, this uh, this occasion to say thank you to Meena Mishra of Impish Last Lash Publications. She has really, really encouraged me and guided me on how I should go about this. Publishing a book is not that easy, especially for the writer who is more um, who is more creative and doesn't understand the nuances of publishing. But she mm. and her team, were very, very helpful and very, very encouraging and helped me, my, helped me by my hand each time um, last year uh, to uh, get this done. So I must say that uh, every year on my birthday, I, uh, I gift myself something. So okay. last year on my birthday, I gifted myself and signed the contract with the publisher.
0: Wow. So, is this going to be continuing every year uh, on your birthday?
1: <laughs> well, I wish. But I, as I said, it takes time to write. Yeah, it takes, it takes time. time to write. But I have already decided what my next book should be called. I still have to uh, work around what it's going to be about. But the mm-hmm. book will be titled uh, Beauty for Ashes.
0: Okay. So that's great, uh, Serena. I think the way you have shared your debut experiences, you are going to be an inspiration for a lot of closet poets. And I think this is how life should be, that when one gets something, one has to help somebody else get something too. And your words are going to help many more.
1: Yes. I just want to say one more thing, uh, and that's to you Bhavna. Um, I remember calling you and asking you how I sh- what I should do to go about choosing a publisher. And you gave me such uh, wise advice mm-hmm. and said, um, go for the publisher who will work along with you, Serena, because this is your first book and you uh, should go with what you feel is right and you feel you're comfortable with. And I thank mm-hmm. you
0: very much for that, Bhagna. Thank you for tuning in. If you have liked this episode, do comment. Do rate on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Hubhopper, CastBox, Spotify, GeoSavan, so that you get notified when we come next. Stay tuned for the next episode with yet another guest. And until then, take great care of yourself.